Hello and welcome to another episode of Bulls on Parade, WSOU Sports's New York Red Bulls podcast. We talk about, of course, the New York Red Bulls and a little bit of what's going around in the MLS, but we're focusing on those boys that play in Harrison, New Jersey. I'm Joey Nardone, joined alongside here with Brian Henderson. Brian, how are we feeling today? I'm doing good today. I mean, Red Bulls have been, I'm assuming we're going to talk about it, but, you know, over their past, you know, month, month and a half, been playing a little bit better, just had a big win couple of days ago and things have been looking up for them since the last time I was on here back in I'm uh, back in June so looking forward to I'm gonna talk about them some more yeah I've been on every one of these things and <laughs> uh, definitely more positive talks than the earlier ones and that's what we're excited to see and most recently the game Sunday against DC United the team right above them in the standings a big win from a free kick from John Tolkien in the 88th minute uh the crowd the crowd was electric all game honestly so i was there with the one and only ryan johnson and um we had a great time at the game we saw how impactful the crowd was and i think it really shows you that um home field advantage in soccer that you don't see i mean you see it in a lot of other sports but in soccer home field advantage is such a big thing and for the red bulls i think that really played into their advantage that week. Brian, overall, what did you think of that game? I mean, I think overall, as you were mentioning, yeah, this is an incredibly important win for the Red Bulls. You mentioned DC is um, a one spot above them in the standings, and now the Red Bulls are just a point away from tying DC in 10th with 30 points, and then two more points um, uh, ties with 8th and 9th with Montreal and Chicago with 32 points, and then you're talking about playoffs. So this game was incredibly important to him uh, to get a win and not get him uh, get a tie or anything like that. But kind of what you were talking about with how important home field advantage is, I mean, the Red Bulls are the personification of that this year. They're 6-3-4 and four at home compared to 1-6-4 and four on the road. So they have a lot of trouble winning outside of New Jersey. Definitely going to want to see that kind of get cleaned up a little bit. If you, know, if you do want to make a, a playoff push, if you want to start, you know, Getting getting up the leaderboard, getting some points, some uh, you know, getting over Montreal, getting over DC teams like that. But I think this win again, this is a, a big momentum building win because they um uh, they had that tough loss against the Union four to three on PKs, but then they beat NYCFC, they um, uh, beat New England um uh, back in July four to two on PKs. So over the past month, month and a half. This team has been playing much better than they were early in the year, and now the um, the postseason is a real a real achievable thing for this team. Yeah, those games against uh, Union, uh, NYCFC, and New England, uh, all the league leagues cup games. Um, but I think they showed what they were worth in that leagues cup tournament, and um, really advanced them along to move on with this MLS season. And one thing I do want to mention is that uh, TCN has held the zero shots on target. And at the game, I really noticed the defense was playing very well. Um, that back line was holding things down significantly. And even Kyle Duncan, when he got subbed on, played out of his mind, I thought. So they had uh, Harper on at right back uh, at the beginning of the game, and then they subbed in um, they subbed in Kyle Duncan for uh, Omir Fernandez, and they moved Harper up and dropped uh, Duncan back to that right back position where he's more comfortable and I think he came up with some huge stops towards the end of the game 
I mean, obviously, Sean Nealis and uh, Andres Reyes both played very well as well. Um, and Daniel Edelman in that center defensive mid-roll. I thought the defense was very tight. And I think you see that a lot from the Rebels. They don't give up too many goals. Um, but, of course, it's always the goal struggle. Going forward, they did not look excellent. Honestly, at the beginning of the game, uh, I liked the pairing between Elias Manuel and Dante Van Zier. Van Zier did have to come out, unfortunately, due to an injury, I believe in the late 20 minutes, early 30s. And we did get an update from the coach in the postgame. He said he had to be evaluated, but it didn't look too severe. So that's uh, good, good news for Van Zier and the Red Bulls. But we haven't gotten any official word um, from the team just yet about his status and if he'll be playing this weekend against Miami. Um, another thing I want to mention is connecting passes together in the attacking third. When the team were connecting the passes, they looked really well. They looked really good and strong. I mean, three shots on target after nine shots is all right, um, but I think when they were connecting their passes well, they looked very dangerous in the offensive third. They kept the ball on the ground, a lot of nice plays between on that left-hand side between Tolkien, Luquinas, and Manuel when he was still on. Um, getting Edelman involved a little bit further up the pitch as well. And then um, Peter Stroud, when he came on, I thought he did good too. But it all came down to that final free kick when John Tolkien buried it and the crowd went crazy. And I like Tolkien uh, went to the corner flag and he did the uh, the doodle bob, the SpongeBob, when he like, holds the pencil over his head, he grabbed the corner flag and did that. And I think the crowd just really loved that. So you love Tolkien's a, a player for the fans, totally. And you like him playing into that. Oh yeah, 100%. I mean, I'm a, I haven't had the um, uh, the the luxury, I haven't had the opportunity to actually uh, go to a Red Bulls game yet, and I'm uh, and cover it. But from the um, uh, the clips that I've seen and the the stuff when I'm uh, when you know other people from like from WSC, when you and Johnston and I'm, uh, and everyone else gets to um, uh, to go there, especially when you see like a a beautiful goal like that. I mean, the atmosphere there is is unmatched. I mean, maybe the closest thing I can uh, approximate it to, at least for me is watching like the uh, the Devils get a game-winning goal in overtime because the atmosphere there is also crazy but I mean the fans have really shown out over these um, uh, past couple of months both in the, both in the regular season season excuse me and in the um, uh, the league's cup matches when I mean one, no surprise the team's been playing better so the fans are going to start to show out more and get more involved in the games and honestly I think a lot so there was a pretty big crowd there. Red Bulls it's it's hard to fill that stadium. It's a big stadium, soccer specific stadium, kind of hard to get to. Um it's hard to fill that stadium up, but there was a lot of people at this DC United game and I think the MLS buzz with Messi coming over has to be a part of it because right now everyone's talking about the MLS, everyone's talking about soccer in the US and everyone's really excited about it. And I think Messi definitely has or 100% has to do part of that. But I think he's trickling that effect all throughout the entire league. I mean, this is DC United versus New York Rebels. It was a very big uh, game in the standings. It was also the 100th matchup between the two teams. And um, there is a, a long historic rival- rivalry between these two teams. So I was expecting a good crowd turnout. But they were loud. And especially when that goal was scored, it was electric. And let's talk about now the standings. So... Red Bulls sitting at 11th place. The playoff play-in is ninth, 8th and ninth place play a play-in to get into the last spot of the playoffs. 
So Red Bull sitting at 29 points right now. DC United has a game, uh, has played one more game than the Red Bulls and are sitting at 30 points. So theoretically, the Red Bulls could get an extra two points above them with that game in hand. And then sitting at ninth is the Chicago Fire uh, with 32 points. And Montreal both have 32 points. So you're one win, and they are both on the same amount of games played as the Red Bull with 24. So you are a one win away. And looking at goal differential, Red Bulls are negative three. And the teams above them, D.C., negative three, Chicago, negative two, and Montreal, negative nine, which I think is really important. Um, because if you can get a win because of the goal differential, you will be placed above. Oh, sorry. They do wins over goal differential first in the MLS. I'm sorry. So I, I am mistaken. But if you do get the win, um, you will be ahead of Chicago if, you know, you win by one or more goals and they do not have any change in their goal differential. So one went away from that playing spot, which is not where we were um, prior episodes. No, I mean, this is, yeah, I'm sorry not to cut you off. No, no, you go, you go. Yeah, I mean, this is the closest I think they've been to the postseason probably all this year. And, I mean, you have, uh, I mean, obviously you're going to have that that tough game against um, uh, Miami uh, on the 26th. But, you know, the 30th, you know, right before September starts, you have another game against New England. Although this time you are traveling to New England. And, you know, we've talked about uh, records home and away. Red Bulls obviously won six and four on the road, but DC only four, three and four on like at home. So we, we talked about home field advantage. It doesn't really seem to play in a whole lot with them. They each have uh, DC has four wins both at home and on the road. So it's kind of a real a real toss up there. But I didn't mean to cut you off for what you were saying earlier. No, no, you're right. And I mean honestly, DC United this whole season kind of just like a middle of the road team. And especially when you see him play, they have good play. Like, they have Christian Penteke up top. I like Chris Dirk and how he plays. Um, You know, of course, they have a brilliant manager with Wayne Rooney. But it just seems like they were they were playing both teams, honestly. It seemed like a side that they were not in playoff contention with one another and that they're, like, you know, right behind each other in the standings, if that makes sense. The game was not that inspiring, to be honest. Uh, I mean, of course, the Rebels got that white goal, and it was awesome. But if they walked out of there with a 0-0 draw, I think that would have been very disappointing because both teams played, I think, not well. <laughs> um, Rebels played a bit better, and they got the win. But DC did not impress me. And for most of the game, the Rebels also did not impress me, which was unfortunate. But I think both teams have the capacity to wow. But it was also a defensive matchup for sure. Both of these teams didn't want to give anything up because they knew how much was involved in this game. And the Rebels' defense did impress me a lot. I do have to say that. Um, Now looking at the schedule coming on, you know, Red Bull versus Miami. Miami advances in the um, U.S. Open Cup versus Cincinnati. That was yesterday in PKs. And that just shows you the messy effect, though. The team that is sitting at the dead bottom of the MLS just beat the team that's sitting at the top. In PKs, though, it was a 3-3 game. Goals everywhere. Very entertaining to watch. Um, but I think that just shows you the, the the difference that this Miami team is. They're not the same team that's sitting at the bottom of the table. And that, I mean, this is not breaking news to anyone. <laughs> 
Um, so that game's going to be interesting. We're going to see, because, like, Messi, Biscuits, and Alba, they've all been playing the full games. I mean, they put the full 120 against Cincinnati, and they've been playing the full 90s all in those East Cup games. So it'll be interesting to see how their fitness, I mean, is going to be for these regular MLS games, and if they're going to be playing the whole game, if they're even going to start, we'll see. I think it'd be a crime not to start Messi in the New York market, and I think they know that. But I don't know if he's going to go the distance. Well, that's all up to question. Um, but yeah, I'm you know, yeah, I got one thing to say about I'm a Messi. Maybe I'm a not starting. I've seen a couple of things. I'm you know looking at some news for the game. And it's from it's from well, this one's from a from Daily Mail, but you know, I'm maybe I could find some other articles saying the same <laughs> thing, but. I'm a coach, uh, Tata Martino said, I'm a, he, well, he's hinting, he's not saying, but he's saying Messi could be uh, a sub uh, in Miami's game against the Red Bulls, which, I mean, like you were saying, in the New York market with um, uh, Messi coming over first game against the Red Bulls, it would be um, uh, be a little unfortunate to see him um, uh, knock at the full 90, come off the bench. Yeah, and somebody was uh, kind of funny. Um, I saw it on Twitter. They said, can you imagine that uh, Miami wins the treble with the League's Cup, the U.S. Open Cup, and then the Wooden Spoon, which is the award to the team that finishes in the last place of the MLS every <laughs> season? Um, so that would be a treble Messi has not gotten yet ever, I don't think. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't think so. Uh, which I think is funny. Last in the league, but you win the two domestic cups. It's almost like you're playing FIFA. And you sim all of the league games, but you play all the cup games. <laughs> and um, let's just look down the road now. A few hard matchups coming up as we're getting close to the end of this show here. Games to come. New England. On So Miami, we don't have to talk about that. We all, Everyone knows. Everyone has their opinions. That's whatever. New England. Last time you played them in a league game, it was feisty. New England got a red card, a questionable red card, and then they had a goal that they scored in the 98th minute or the 96th minute, whatever, that was disallowed due to VAR. And then the professional referee organization said that they made a mistake and that it actually was a goal, but they couldn't change the results of the match, so Red Bull had the win. So looking at how they're going to match up, I think this is going to be a feisty game up in New England for sure. Uh, they're going to be coming back for blood. They're going to want that goal back. They're going to be uh, mad about that red card. That was, I mean, it was a red card, but it wasn't the it wasn't the most blatant red card I've ever seen. So I think that matchup is going to be very exciting. Then we move along to Philadelphia. Playing Philly on the road is one of the hardest things you could do in the MLS. They have one of the best home stadiums. They have one of the best home crowds, and they make themselves known. And then, of course. The NYCFC versus New York Red Bulls. Derby, the New York Derby, if you may. <laughs> and those matches are always heated as well. So you have three tense games coming up. But I hate always saying, oh, these next couple games are going to determine how the season goes because we've been saying that every week on this podcast. And that's just how sports go. Of course, the next couple games are going to determine how the season goes. That's That's the name of the game. I think the Rebels have put themselves in a good position from where we've talked about them needing to be from these past couple games, past the League Cup performance, I think they're in the right position for success. And I don't think you're going to get all nine points out of these next couple games. I think you're going to drop points to Philadelphia. 
but I think you have a good chance of picking up some points against New England, even though they're in second place in the MLS. They're actually third place in the MLS now, but second place in the East. So, you know, you're playing against the two and three team, but then you have, you're, then you're playing the 13th team with NYCFC. So I think there are good chances to pick up points here because New England, I think you could get that win. Brian, what do you think? Yeah, with the way the defense that, you know, you mentioned earlier, Joey, the way the defense for the Red Bulls has been playing over these past you know, a couple of matches, a month or two, I think they've been they've done a really good job. I don't want to say shutting down, but they've done a really good job kind of at least slowing down both the New England and Philadelphia offenses in their last two games. Obviously, they had that the nil-nil going into them, uh, PKs against New England. And you mentioned the controversy surrounding that, but still, from at least even if you include that goal, you allowed the um, uh, the second place team to score only one goal against you, and then in that that Union game back in August, again, you only allowed one goal. So the the defense has been really really good for these teams. I mean, but the Red Bulls offense kind of has to pick up the pace here. I think I think honestly, maybe you're more likely to get a win out of um, uh, the Union instead of New England just because. New England's gonna, like you said, they're really mad about that loss back in um uh, back in July when they thought they were robbed and maybe they were robbed a little bit. I think the tempers are gonna flare and I think New England and their fan base is gonna come out and um uh, just as intense as they possibly can against the Red Bulls. I don't know if that's a game that this team's gonna win. The Union, though, I think maybe it's a little bit more likely just because I don't think um uh. The uh, the union has exactly that that drive to beat New York like um, New England New England does, and I think the um, uh, the NYCFC game, no matter how tough that is, both New York teams a lot of hostility there. I think that's a game that you have to win in order to move up the standing. So at least win uh, NYCFC, try and get a win or maybe tie against the union, and then just uh, try your best against New England because they're going to come out and I'm uh, very upset and I'm a uh, very energetic. Yeah, awesome. Um, so right before we wrap up, I just want to say uh, a few players that I want to highlight. Uh, so Frankie Maya before this game at DC United was questionable with an illness. So that's why he didn't uh, play against DC United. We're hoping he's all right because he has been stellar in the League's Cup. And I think that trio in the midfield, honestly, the four of them in the midfield with Daniel Edelman, um, Drew Yearwood, uh, Omir Fernandez, Frankie Maya, and then you add in Lukinyas as well. I think that midfield has been very solid. And if all of them are able to rotate in and get all the subs in, I think Red Bull is going to be harder to push back into the midfield. And then one last thing, in that DC United game, the first 25 minutes, one Van Zier was in. They looked dangerous. He had multiple chances. And that, and that was early on in the game. And I think that game would have definitely panned out differently, I think, if Van Zier was in there for that full 90 and hopefully he can, I mean, you're hoping he's healthy, healthy for this weekend against Miami. If not, you really want him for New England, Philly, New York, um, because I think he's coming into his own. You know, he's it, it's hard to move to a different country and then just start playing the sport. And like if you were on your off season and you get here and it's the middle of the season. It, it's a whole different process. Uh, so I think Van Zier it's going to be all right. <laughs> and I think Edelman, though, he's my favorite player in the Red Bulls right now. And I think that's not going to be changing anytime soon because the way he locks down that center defensive midfield is just phenomenal. And that's going to wrap it up 
Red Bulls just coming off a win against DC United. That John Tolkien free kick in the 88th minute. Crowd went nuts. Now you have a, one more home game against Miami, and then you're on a bit of a road stretch for New England, Philly, New York. And those big games are going to be must-watch television, in my opinion. That'll wrap it up for Brian Henderson, and I am Joey Nardone. Thank you for tuning in to Bulls on Parade, WSU Sports' New York Red Bulls podcast. We'll catch you next time.